0: Did you know that God's plan of salvation is a limited-time offer? Did you know that one day soon the offer of redemption will end? Today is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 1 and 2, We then as workers together with him beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain, for he saith... I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The offer of salvation can basically end three ways. One, you could die never having repented of your sins and embrace Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Two, you could consistently reject the knowledge of God and be turned over to a reprobate mind, Romans 1.28. Or as Proverbs one records, he that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. Number three will be the global end of redemption which takes place at the great world ending as we know it, Battle of Armageddon. At this point, devastating judgment will stand. Are you born again? Are you ready to accept God's plan of salvation? Would you like to really know that you are born again, that you are a new creature. Listen to 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Today is your day of salvation, even the beginning of your promise of eternal life. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. God said, Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. God said, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. God said, Hebrews one ten 10 through 12, and thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up and they shall be changed, but thou art the same and thy years shall not fail. Man said, according to Bill Nye, children who accept this ludicrous perspective, creation, will find themselves opposed to progress. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said feature 772 that will once again confirm the full inerrancy of God's holy word. Each of these power-filled features is archived here in text and streaming audio and are standing in the defense of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for coming. May God enrich your heart with the beauty of his truth. This is part two of some of the latest fruits of what 2 Thessalonians 2 calls the deceivableness of unrighteousness and man's carnal wisdom is rife with this deadly fruit. Wisdom that rejects God is doomed from the start, as was demonstrated in the beginning when Mother Eve said of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil's forbidden fruit, a tree to be desired to make one wise. Truth devoid of God bears deadly fruit. A quick review of When Truth is Truth, Part 1, finds the following. The challenger of God's word challenge boldly with the certainty of their truth, and each time they do, they reinforce this God-said man-said rule. Man's truth of yesterday is debunked by his truth of today, and man's truth of today will be discredited by his truth of tomorrow. It really is that simple. Carnaldim's truth is ever-changing. Now, contrast that to the Holy Bible that was penned thousands of years ago. Its truths are still truth. That, in fact, is the very nature of real truth. God Said Man Said has published numerous features highlighting man's truth and its Pinocchian problems. In this two-part feature, we will excerpt numerous God Said Man Said articles and then show man and his truth's latest calamities. Samuel Arbison, in his book, The Half-Life of Facts, with the subhead, Why Everything We Know Has an Expiration Date, points out some disconcerting facts, such as A. Medical knowledge about cirrhosis or hepatitis takes about 45 years for half of it to be disproven or become out of date. B. These results are nearly identical to a similar study that examined the overturning of information in surgery. Two Australian surgeons found that half of the facts in that field also become false every 45 years. C. John Ioannidis is a Greek physician and professor at the University of Ioniana School of Medicine, and he is obsessed with the understanding of understanding the failings and more human properties of the scientific process. He has found that for highly cited clinical trials, initially the significant and large effects are later found to have smaller effects, or often no effect at all, in a non-trivial number of instances. Looking within the medical literature over a period of nearly 15 years, Ionides examined the most highly cited studies. Of the 45 papers he examined, 7 of them, over 15%, initially had higher effects, And another seven were contradicted outright by later research. D. Another way to avoid the surprise of changes in knowledge is to simply recognize that it's not that surprising. We are getting better at internalizing this. For example, many medical schools inform their students that within several years, half of what they've been taught will be wrong, and the teachers just don't know which half. End of quotes. In last week's feature, we discussed evolution's proposed intermediate missing links, their blunders and exaggerations, such as Piltdown Man, Peking Man, Ramapithecus, Australopithecines, Java Man, Neanderthal Man, Cro-Magnon Man, and Nebraska Man. Science News reported that 64% of psychology studies measured by the Center for Open Science failed. Last week, we referred to a June 26, 2015 feature in Science that addressed science's big problem of of reproducibility. One excerpt follows. Nature reported that scientists from the biotech company Amgen could produce only six of 53 high-profile cancer papers. Another firm, Bayer, had reported a 79% failure rate for a set of mostly cancer studies in 2011, end of quote. The following excerpt is from the God Said, Man Said feature 2009, Missing Link, Still Missing. In 1959, the centennial celebration of 100 years of Darwin was convened in Chicago, where adulation and praise were heaped upon the nothing god of evolution. According to interviewer Miss Hooper, the peppered moth was becoming evolutionist number one icon just in time for the big Darwin centennial, end of quote. The keynote speaker at the centennial was Julian Huxley, an admirer of Ford and Kittlewell, who proclaimed the triumph of Darwinism and death of God. The peppered moth was frequently noted by the centennial speakers. Since that great and heady day of the celebration of evolution in Chicago, the story of the peppered moth was found to be peppered with falsehood. Man's truth, which attempted to discredit God's word, again became a lie. In the 1970s, young scientists were finding it impossible to replicate Kettlewell's results. In 1976, Ted Sargent, now emeritus professor of biology at the University of Massachusetts, published his first paper raising doubts about the credibility of Kettlewell's work. And it was more than doubt. Sargent asserted that all the famous peppered moths on tree trunks photographed and published by Kettlewell were fakes. Many other researchers began finding flaws in Kettlewell's research. According to Hooper, some of the critics of the peppered moth were accused of giving aid and comfort to the enemy, the creationist. Hooper went on to say of Kettlewell's research, at its core lay flawed science, dubious methodology, and wishful thinking. End of quote. Cambridge Lepidopterist Michael Majerus authored the book Melanism, Evolution in Action. He said that there was no doubt that the classic story of the peppered moth was wrong in almost every detail. In spite of all the debunking of Kettlewell, Majerus and Judith Hooper were defenders of evolution, end of quote. God said, man said feature. Man changes God's word and becomes a liar. In November 1999, National Geographic, a publisher of a cornucopia of lies, trumpeted a report of another so-called missing link that was to connect dinosaurs to birds. It is much of evolutionist's claim that dinosaurs are still with us today in the form of birds, even hummingbirds. National Geographic reported that a Chinese farmer came forth with the fossilized remains of a chicken with the dinosaur's tail. In a U.S. News and World Report article published February 14, 2000, titled The Piltdown Chicken, the following quote was found. Now, paleontologists are eating crow." Instead of a true missing link connecting dinosaurs to birds, the specimen appears to be a composite, its unusual appendage likely tacked on by a Chinese farmer and not evolution. Zhu Zing, a Chinese paleontologist and co-researcher of the find, emailed the bad news that it appeared two fossils had been pieced together. Storrs Olson, curator of birds at the Smithsonian Institution's National Museum of Natural History, had warned National Geographic, of the dubious credentials of this fossil find before they published the story. In a public statement, Olson said, the public is being completely bamboozled. And in another statement on this subject, Olson said, the idea of feathered dinosaurs... And the theropod origin of birds is being actively promoted by a cadre of zealous scientists acting in concert with the certain editors at Nature and National Geographic, who themselves have become outspoken and highly biased proselytizers of the faith. Truth and careful scientific weighing of evidence have been among the first casualties in their program, which is now fast becoming one of the grander scientific hoaxes of our age, the paleontological equivalent of cold fusion. The experts, who, by the way, are funded by National Geographic, gave their new find quite a sophisticated name, Archioraptor lioningenus. Sounds scientific, but try chicken with phony lizard's tail, end of quote. God said, man said feature. They can't handle the truth. The headline in the January, February 2015 issue of Discover magazine reads the year in fraud. Several paragraphs follow the suicide of a stem, a stem cell researcher in Japan last summer prompted a great deal of soul searching in science. Yoshika Sasa's death came after a scandal involving two papers retracted for fraud the most high-profile case of the scientific misconduct in 2014, but it was far from the only one. Serious questions were also raised about stem cell research by Harvard's Piero and Versa. We learned more about Corey Toth, a former diabetes, re- diabetes researcher at the University of Calgary, whose lab fabricated data in nine published articles. And we saw the discovery of an apparent ring to generate positive assessments, a.k.a. peer reviews of sub, uh, sub, uh, excuse me, submitted manuscripts. Sixty of which wound up being retracted. It might seem then that 2014 was annus horribilis in the world of science fraud. For many in the public, which pays for much of this research in tax dollars, news of these events may have come as a rude awakening. But at Retraction Watch, when we see and hear that kind of commentary, we feel a little like the police captain in Casablanca, who proclaims, he's shocked, shocked, to learn there's gambling at Rick's, only to be handed his winnings a moment later. We started Retraction Watch in 2010, and every year since then, we've witnessed at least a few cases big enough to warn headlines. Uh, anesthesiologist Yoshitaka Fuji, uh, record holder for retractions at 183. a uh, Diedrich Staple, whose groundbreaking social psychology work was almost entirely fabricated. Joachim Bolt, the German uh, critical care uh, specialist and previous retraction record holder. Uh, the list just goes on, end of quote. In the November 13, 2000 issue of the week, you'll find this short paragraph. Bad week for economists. After researchers at the Federal Reserve found that the results of two-thirds of economic studies cannot be replicated, suggesting that the dismal science is not very scientific, end of quote. Science News, November 14, 2015, under the heading Cancer Drugs Effectiveness Inflated in Animal Studies. Researchers investigating how well the chemotherapy drug sunidinbid works against various types of cancer have overestimated the drug's effectiveness by an average of 45%, and analysis shows, end of quote. July 3, 2015, the week under the headline, Trans Fats, a nanny state ban? The Food and Drug Administration last week implemented a near-zero tolerance ban on partially hydrogenated oils, the main source of trans fats, giving food companies three years to remove the ingredient from their products. Trans fats were long considered a healthy alternative to lard, but recent studies have linked them to serious health problems like obesity, memory loss, heart disease. This may be the most important change in our food supply in decades, said Roberto Ferdman in WashingtonPost.com. While the FDA has banned numerous ingredients over the years, including artificial sweeters such as cyclamate, none has been so clearly linked to tens of thousands of deaths like trans fats. If anything, the trans fat shog, uh, saga pardon me, shows how hard it is to get nutritional science right, said Sarah Kaplan in WashingtonPost.com. Until uh, relatively recently, experts called trans fats a great boon to Americans' arteries and warned us to avoid the kinds of saturated fats found in butter, eggs, and meat. Now that advice has been reversed. End of quote. Thousands of years ago, the Word of God was penned and not one position has changed. According to the Bible's genealogical record and other dating markers, the earth and its universe are still just over 6,000 years old. All humans on the earth are still the offspring of one man and one woman. Approximately 4,350 years ago, the global flood in the days of Noah destroyed all that had the breath of life in its nostrils with the exception of the population on the ark. There are still fish fossils on every mountain peak. About 3,500 years ago, Moses and the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea on dry ground, and numerous accounts still exist of their story. Approximately 3,000 years ago, young David slayed the giant Goliath, and according to the indigenous people, the place where Goliath fell can still be identified to this very day. Around 800 years prior to the birth of Christ Jesus, Isaiah the prophet prophesied in Isaiah 7, 14, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. This virgin-born Redeemer still and forevermore sits on the right hand of the Father. Very soon now, the Bible declares Jesus Christ will return to engage and destroy the armies of the world at the great battle of Armageddon. It was prophesied thousands of years ago and still. It sits on the world's calendar of events to come. God's word never changes. That is the nature of real truth. God said, Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in them. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. God said, Malachi 3, verse 6, for I am the Lord. I change not. God said, Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. God said, Hebrews chapter one ten through 12. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same and thy years shall not fail. Man said, according to Bill Nye, children who accept the ludicrous perspective, creation, will find themselves opposed to progress. Now you have the record.